Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 22nd of January. Flyers coming off a win 2-1 over the Detroit Red Wings and preparing for a game coming up tonight at Wells Fargo Center against the Winnipeg Jets. So the busy week continues. It's going to continue pretty much right up to the All-Star game. More on that in a moment, but let's recap last night's game first and foremost. Flyers go into Detroit scoreless through the first two periods of play. Kind of a sleepy game. Not a ton of you know, great opportunities, some good ones. Carter Hart made some good saves, and there were good saves at both ends, for that matter. But you go into the third period in a scoreless game. 9-0-1 into the third, the Flyers open the scoring. Scott Lawton, it just looked like Detroit lost Lawton as they're coming up the ice. And he puts in his 12th goal of the season, assisted by Kevin Hayes and Wade Allison. And the thing about this goal that sticks out is that it came right off of a great save by Carter Hart. So great scoring opportunity for Detroit. Carter Hart makes his best save of the game at that point, and they go right down the ice the other way, right off the save, and they go down and they score a goal. And that's one of those key moments. I I believe this to be true, and you guys can let me know if if you agree with me on this or not. You can tweet me, DM me, uh, email me, whatever. But he, I believe that in a scoreless game in the third period, neither team has put anything up on the scoreboard. They have a great scoring opportunity, and because Hart robs them of the goal, they sag a little bit. They're like, geez, what are we going to have to do to score? And that little bit of sag after you get robbed of a goal loosens things up enough the other way that the Flyers go down. They just totally forget about Scott Lawton. And he goes in and picks up the goal. Maybe I'm wrong, but to me, that could have been a factor in this goal and its execution as well. And you guys know, I love when the goalie makes a big save to prevent a goal, and then it goes right the other way and you get one. That goalie's feeling that. He's going, hmm, I just stopped them from scoring, and we scored. It's like a two-for-one play. So the Flyers go up one nothing on Lawton's goal. Uh, 13-23 of the third period. Flyers building the lead to 2-0 when Noah Cates picks up his sixth of the season. Good forecheck eventually leads to this pass from Travis Konechny, puts the Flyers up 2-0. That turns out to be the game winner. Then at 19-17, Lucas Raymond picked up his 15th of the year, and that cut it to 2-1. It's the second time just in the last couple weeks that the Flyers goaltenders have lost a shutout in the final minute of the game. Remember it happened to Sam Arison in that game at Anaheim? Flyers were up 4-0, and they scored with 40 seconds left. This one was scored with 43 seconds left. But it wasn't over there because Detroit gets back in, creates some opportunities, and right at the go- at the horn, Hart makes a save along the goal line. A couple of saves. So they, he keeps it out, keeps the win, and the Flyers skate off with the two points, and they actually leapfrog over Detroit. They were two points or one point behind Detroit. Now they're a point ahead of Detroit, although I think Detroit has two games in hand. Uh, the shots in the game were 31-25. to 25. Flyers with only four shots in the third period. Two of them went in. It's, it's funny because it didn't feel like they only had four shots in that third period, even though they did. And the expected goals model in the game, according to the National Statric and Money Puck, both had the Flyers with more expected goals in the game. And uh, a, a, good, a good performance, a little sleepy to start, 
in the first and second period to start those periods. Uh, but they obviously picked it up in the third, and they come away with a win. And they'll be right back at it coming up tonight against Winnipeg, uh, which we'll get into in a moment. Now, Hart in the game, he was the number one star out in Detroit. 30 saves on 31 shots, a 968 save percentage. He's got 10 games this year where he has a 940 or above save percentage in the game. So he's done it 10 times. That's a, that's a big number, which is astounding because it's not something – those numbers are rare. And he's played in, I think, 34 games at this point, and he's got 10 of those with a 940 or above save percentage. Now, a lot of those come because there's high shot volume. We know his numbers uh, with 40 or more shots, 12-1-1 one, one on the season. He's a high-volume goaltender. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But to have 10 games now of the 34 that he's played, and he picked up his 14th win, which was all he got all of last year, to pick that up here at this point is um, pretty, pretty astounding, all things considered. When you consider the injuries and everything else, that he's got his 14th win, which is what he ended last year with, and that the Flyers, um, by the time they got their 20th win last year, I think it was March 20th. So that's pretty incredible as well because we sit here on January 22nd, and they've reached those two milestones much earlier, obviously, than a year ago. So great performance from Carter Hart. Great to see that. You could just tell in the beginning of the game you could tell that he was on it and he was feeling it. And when he's got that, when he's feeling it like that, you can see it in the way that he kind of carries himself on the ice, that body language that he displays when he makes a, stay, a save, a big save, how he snaps back up. And he just another unbelievable performance, several just huge saves for him. And when you look at the, in 34 games, 10 games over 940, now, he started out the year with a 946, a 947, a 969, and a 941. Then he went down to an 895 for a game. And then he had a 972 and a 971. Then he had a stretch where he wasn't even really in the 900s. But then he comes back against that game against the Islanders, a 958. Then as we get into December, a 941 in the first game of December against Vegas. And then that New Jersey game. In the middle of December, 48 saves on 49 shots, a 980. I mean, you're talking about some really gaudy numbers here. I mean, just, just last week against Washington in that game on the road, he had a 975, 39 saves on 40 shots. And then last night, another big number, a 968, 30 saves on 31 shots. I doubt we'll see him play today against Winnipeg. I think we'll probably see the recently recalled Felix Sandstrom. They sent Sam Harrison back down. Felix Sandstrom comes back up after his conditioning assignment uh, down with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. While he was down there, he appeared in seven games. He had a 2.39 goals against average and a 9.11 save percentage, and he went 4-1-2 and two when he was down with uh, the Phantoms. Uh, for the Flyers this year, he's appeared in nine games. He's got a 3.37 goals against average and an 8.88 save percentage and a record of 1-6-1. and one. So uh, I imagine we'll see Felix Sandstrom today uh, against Winnipeg, coming up in that game tonight. And Winnipeg's a team, a good team, 
Both teams are coming on a back-to-back, so that part is equal. It's not like the Flyers are the only team on the back-to-back. Winnipeg got a 5-1 win last night over Ottawa on the road. So they're coming in across the border through customs. Flyers coming back from Detroit. So both teams in the same boat for the most part. Winnipeg had three players with three-point games last night. Ehlers had a goal goal and two assists. Wheeler had a goal and two assists in that game. And Mark Shifley had two goals and an assist. So we'll see Winnipeg coming up tonight. And when you look at the NHL standings in Winnipeg, I, I was saying this on the radio that I thought, I think Winnipeg over the last maybe six or seven years are the best team that hasn't made it to the Stanley Cup final. They're in the second spot right now in the Central Division of the Western Conference. 47 games played. They've got 61 points, two points back at Dallas, but they got a game in hand on Dallas. Their record's 30-16-1, and one, only one overtime loss. That's stunning. 7-3 uh, and three in their last 10, plus 31 in goal differential. On the road, they are 13-10-1. and one. And they've got some high-end players. There's no doubt that they have got some really good all-around players, for sure. Guys like... Mark Shifley, guys like Kyle Connor, who leads them in points with 23 goals and 32 assists, 55 points in 46 games, six power play goals, 14 power play assists. Uh, Josh Morrissey, second on the team in points with 50 in 46 games, and he's a D. And then you look at Pierre-Luc Dubois, who they traded for a couple years ago, and that Patrick Line deal with Columbus, 46 games played. He's got 49 points, 20-29. So 10 power play assists and 8 power play goals himself. And Shifley's got 9 power play goals. He's got 40 points in 46 games. Wheeler, it's a good team. Very good team. Adam Lowry on the blue line as well. 23 points. Or Adam Lowry at center as well. 23 points. Neil Pionk. It's a very good team. Not to mention they do have a really good goaltender in Connor Hellebuck. He went last night. He saw 26 uh, shots. Made 25 saves. Uh, for them. So I doubt that he will play tonight for them. It'll probably be David Riddich versus Felix Sandstrom, which is kind of a bummer. I was kind of looking forward to seeing Hellebuck in person. You don't get to see Winnipeg in town very often. And there's certain goaltenders that when they come to town, I'll go down to take a closer look. And he's one of them. Vasilevsky's another guy. Uh, but it doesn't look like it'll be Hellebuck tonight. He's played in 35 games so far this year. Riddich has only played in 11, so it'll likely be Felix Sandstrom versus David Riddich, who, of course, played for the Calgary Flames as well. Um, So Flyers and the Winnipeg Jets tonight at Wells Fargo Center. Now, what's coming up this week? Okay, still a lot lot going on this week. It's still going to be a crazy, busy week uh, for the Flyers. They'll be back on Tuesday at home. They're going to take on Tuesday at Wells Fargo, the Los Angeles Kings. So you got the game tonight, Tuesday against the Kings. Then Thursday, they head out on the road. They'll head to Minnesota on Thursday. And then they'll head to Winnipeg next Saturday. And that'll take them right up until their break before the All-Star game, and then the All-Star break. And it'll be eight days between games. So from February 28th, uh, Saturday night, to the 6th of February will be the next game back at Wells Fargo Center against the New York Islanders. A little four-game homestand. The Islanders and then the Edmonton Oilers with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, Nashville, and Dave Haxtall's Seattle Kraken. So it's going to be a busy week leading up to um, the All-Star break and the the week off. But uh, still 
some meaningful hockey to be played. When they get back from the break, I mean, they're coming back on February 6th. You're going to be less than a month away from the NHL trade deadline, which is coming up on March 3rd. So those conversations will likely uh, pick up, and I'm sure when the GMs and everybody gets together out at the All-Star game and has a little time to take a breather from games and, and the rigidity of the NHL schedule, uh, maybe some of those conversations will start, not only in Philadelphia, but around the league. There just doesn't seem to be a lot of chatter about deals right now. It's kind of a clogged market, if you will, right now. But only one deal. One deal can happen, and that can change that, and things can get very uh, frenetic very quickly. All right, so Flyers, Jets tonight. We'll break it down tomorrow, and we will have Bill Meltzer tomorrow. It is a Monday with Meltzer, so join us then on a brand new Flyers Day.